and we are back to talk about Mandalorian seasons four and five, essentially the mid-season review. Preston, you watched it, and I have to ask you the first thing. A couple days ago on your oh. live stream, um, yeah. I asked you if there was a scene in episode four that once you watch it, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, oh, come on, really? Now do you know what scene I'm talking about? Um, That's so ridiculous, a part of their I mean, there's a... The, their religion. There's a lot of ridic- There's a lot of ridiculousness, but um, but remind because it's just like it's so much at once that that <laughs> I I'm I don't know what you're talking about. But I'm okay. talking about specifically what? that they have to go like once they're camping and they're all going to eat, they all have to go in separate directions, a fair bit of ways to fucking take off their helmet to actually eat, and how ridiculous that is. I mean that is pretty ridiculous. That is the um, most ridiculous fucking thing in the entire episode. It's just, episode four. It's, it's just it's it's just very impractical. But um, I mean, why not just shove the food under your helmet? Yeah, I mean, I granted, or maybe the, the helmets have the helmets have seals. The thing the thing is, I, I I lived in the Middle East for four years, and so I've seen like women in in you know niqab like the face covering mm-hmm. like i've seen that i've seen them at restaurants and they just they just take the food and put it under and that's it like you can take your hand and put it up and under it it's it's a little annoying but like they manage you know it's it's and so i just assumed they were doing that with their helmets um but <laughs> i i did notice that when bo katan took off her helmet it it, it made a sound so maybe like all of their helmets are like sealed like that and they can't just, you know, shove their hand under. Their, their helmets would have to be sealed like that because <clears throat> like, first off, the, the helmet itself is so impractical if you think about it because there's like a glass mm. type of like the visor. So they're breathing and it's causing condensation and all that. And like, it has to be like some kind of high tech helmet with that, like helps with that because like in the middle oh, of a like fight. takes away the, Yeah. Yeah, like it has to be. Yeah, you're right that like it would all be fogged up. I mean, it it doesn't mm-hmm. look like they have much vi- like have much visibility to start. Um, do you think like inside it's actually like a Tony Stark screen? Yes, and they can actually have be. they actually have like f- they have they have full vision versus like that slit. You know, you know, uh, there's a guy who I, a YouTuber, it's not the guy that we're thinking of, like the big YouTuber that talks, always talks about like the medieval stuff. There's another YouTuber who's Mm. much smaller, who was talking about this in regards to Mandalorian. And he said the eye slit thing, it is not a problem at Mm. all for like vision, like in fight, it's not a problem at all. Um, so, but no, um, yes, episode four, uh, possibly one of the most boring Mando episodes I've ever seen. I did not care about anything. That happened. I do agree. It just, I just, the whole time I was just like, I just felt like we were wasting time. Mm-hmm. Like we had a flashback to Grogu that told me nothing. Like, yeah, like I didn't need an explanation of him escaping the Jedi Temple. Like, I get it. You know, we've, we've seen other escapes from the Jedi Temple. Like we, we were shown that during Obi-Wan. Um, like I didn't, I didn't need an explanation. I wasn't like, well, how did he get away? Like, who, who fucking cares? Like, we know he got away, and we know he saw a bunch of like some some bad stuff. In fact, his escape made made me made it it downplayed the trauma. Like, what before it was like, oh, he saw a lot of trauma, and then it was abstract, and I was imagining very horrible things. 
But now that I saw what he saw, I'm like, eh. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, obviously it should be actually traumatic, but it, it just didn't seem that traumatic. Like, my imagination of the trauma was was worse than than what was put on screen like it was just it was a waste of time we didn't we didn't need to see that that back that backstory added nothing and then the rest of the episode was they were climbing rocks for oh my god for so long and it was just oh gosh and I just kept thinking, like, why, why did you guys take off your capes? Like, you should you really be rock climbing with capes on? I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was, uh, it seemed a bit silly. I don't know. I mean, the whole point of the episode was what? So Bo-Katan could endear herself to, to Big Gun. And then, so later Big Gun could make that speech about how they need to, um, or that both, I guess both Mando and 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 Bo-Katan had to endear themselves to to Big Gun so that Big Gun could speak on their behalf to like rescue you know um, rescue the uh, the the Carl Weathers planet. That's but, that's essentially it. And by the way, you know who Big Gun actually is, right? The guy under that suit, supposedly. Who? John Favreau. That's John Favreau's himself? character. Himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, he, By the way. The, the only reason we know this, just so you know, the only reason we know this is because there was a toy that was released where we see him amassed, and it's just literally John Favreau's face. So, yes, it's that's, John Favreau. That's now, by the way, like, <laughs> every time we get, every time we go back to their cult, they've, they've fucking spawned more. They've, like, multiple, like, are they, re- are they reproducing asexually? Like, every time we go back, there's, there's twice as many. Like, this is, this is exponential increase in the number of people in their cult. Like, it started out, there was, like, four dudes. And now there's, there's, like, hundreds. I don't. And, ugh. And I still know I would say nothing there's, like, at least, them. like, 30, 30 to 45 of them. I, yeah, I one of them looked exactly like Boba Fett, and I was like, "Is that Boba Fett?" Like he looks exact. You know, what I'm talking about right because I'm sure you yeah. thought the same thing. Where you're like, "Is that Boba Fett back there?" Because he's got the exact same armor as Boba Fett. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like I, um, well, to to your point about uh, Grogu, the only thing I'm actually curious about is how Grogu ends up where we find him in Episode One of Season One of Mando. Because yeah. for so, for some reason he's in this location that all these bounty hunters are trying to assault, and like I'm wondering why is he there specifically? How does he get from from Coruscant to there? And I guess the episode did give us Kelleran Beck, Jedi Master Beck, who is the the actor is the Jar Jar Binks guy, which oh, okay, great. Okay. Um, he didn't need any redemption. The actor, it wasn't his fault. It was he just doing a job. I, I don't yeah, understand people yeah. who rip on the the actors and actresses. They're just doing a job. Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck? If yeah. anything, if there's one actor anybody should really be going after, it's The Rock. Uh, did you hear what, what what Dwayne The Rock Johnson did with like Shazam and and his own movie? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's different. That's that's going outside of acting and doing like weird producer shifting the the direction of 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 movies and going behind the scenes. Like mm-hmm. I, I I've heard about all of, all of his shenanigans and it's like, that's, that's different. That's him not being an actor. That's him being something else. That's him being a superstar, uh, you know, and affecting and affecting change. And, and, and like sometimes those, those things do work. I mean, like 
Tom Cruise was all about, I'm going to do these stunts and they're going to be practical. And that really did help the Mission Impossible movies, you know, or Ryan Reynolds was like, look, I can, I can, I have the star power to take some random little franchise like Deadpool and like turn it into something big. And he was right, you know, like, so I'm not saying that like, going beyond being an actor can't work out it can but you know uh the rock was trying to do do something with black adam and <laughs> sorry i just <laughs> it's just it's black adam no one cares <laughs> like <laughs> but um no episode four for me was just a total like waste of time i think a lot of people agree mm. with that um, it, it's uh, of course you were right. It's setting up you know Bo Katan and, and Dinjarin's position. In yeah, the and and I further. still I still it just I'm puzzled by the religion. Like every episode, I just get more and more puzzled about like what the hell they believe. And what really frustrated me about, um, and I'm, I'm blending the episodes because I watched them back to back. But like Bo Katan, all of a sudden is like enamored by the religion and is like, is it okay if I wear like the, the Brontosaurus head as well or whatever that <laughs> the mythosaur. Right. You know? And, and it's like, okay, what person, like what exactly about their religion like has made you fall in love with it? Like, well, Explain the thing you need to, to understand me. about her character is that she's kind of a – she's not really much of a leader. She's more of a joiner. Um, that's how we meet her character in the Clone Wars animated series from a couple decades ago – from a decade ago. Yeah. Um, she was in another cult kind of and now, you know, when the cult's leadership shifts, she betrays it, goes away, and now we see her here as we find her in season I'm, two. And I'm just, I'm just saying cult. if you're – if you're gonna, if you're gonna Kevin Costner dances with wolves, kind of, kind of have like <laughs> situation, which is, which is like what this is, right? You've got like this, 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 this woman from a different world lives with these people, learns their ways, discovers that their ways ha- have their own beauty, and wishes to become part of them, right? It's, it's dances with wolves, um. I, see, I don't think you could you say have, it's Dances you, with Wolves because was Kevin Costner's character like Dance, Dances with Wolves? I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen bits and pieces, but it's about, about a white guy blending in with Native Americans, right? Yeah. So she she's I, familiar with their with their customs. Like she is a Native American. So I know. I'm I'm just talking about like it's. I'm talking. I'm not, I'm not specific. Like no, it's it doesn't have to do with buffalo and 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 all of that. No, like it's not taking place during the like step back it's about like one person like discovering another culture becoming enamored with it like being brought in by that culture discovering its beauty and then being converted by it right like that's the story in a general sense but at no point have we seen what makes mando's culture beautiful like, what is it luring about it? Now, and if you say, like, well, you know, the greatest thing is that protecting foundlings is, like, the, the, the thing. Like, I mean, you could have spent more time on, on 
the orphans and the orphan backstory and who these foundlings were and how the Mandos, how the Mandalorians found them and how they're really helping kids, you know? Right. But even that situation, it wasn't even that it was, it was big guns rescuing his own son. And you're like, Oh really? A father wanting to protect his own son. That sounds like, Every fucking culture ever <laughs> since the beginning of time. Like, like, and the ones that didn't have that belief died off because they didn't care about their kids. Like, every culture cares about their kids. That's the whole fucking thing. <laughs> like, like, so they're, they're presenting me nothing. They're presenting me no reason to like the fucking Mando people. I, I, I don't want to say... Except for the fact that they're Mando's people. Right, but I don't want to say that she's enamored with that cult just yet. I, it just still feels to me like she's just kind of using them, but we'll see. We'll see if maybe she's just going we'll along with it. I hope she's just going along with it. Because, once again, she does have a history of joining fucked up cults. So... I, I mean, I admit, I admit, like... Her just going along with it and realizing that these people are people that she can manipulate and use would be a much more interesting story. I do not think that that is good. The story is going that I way. I have a much, but though I have a much more interesting story for you <laughs> when we get to it. I, you're gonna love this theory. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying that, like Carmine, you've presented with me, you've presented a story. <laughs> That is much more interesting than what's going to, but then what's going I got, to I got one even I, I better for you. I got one even better for okay. you. Okay, so, All right. so episode okay. five, let me do the synopsis here. Gorian Shard invades Navarro in retaliations for van expulsions, and Grief Karga contacts mm. Carson Teva, the older man who is the X-Wing pilot, um, for help. Suspecting that yeah. the attack is a prelude to the rise of a new empire, Teva informs one of his superiors. When Cur- but when Colonel Tuttle shows indifference, he tracks down the Mandalorian covert and asks Din Djarin for help. Djarin convinces the covert to come to Karga's aid, despite their prior confrontations with him, and Bo-Katan assumes command of the attack force. As the Mandalorians overcome the pirates, Vane flees, and Shard is killed. The Mandalorians are welcomed back by Karga and the people, and the covert moves to the town. The armorer meets with Bo-Katan, acknowledging the Mythosaurus reappearance, even though last episode she didn't, as an omen that Bo-Katan is the one that can reunite all the Mandalorians, and bids her to remove her helmet to symbolize this new position. On the way back to Eldelphi, Adelphi, excuse me, Teva encounters the wreckage of Moff Gideon's prison transport, which has gone missing during transit. He also finds a fragment of Baskar alloy, implying that the Mandalorians have broken Gideon out. So a couple things with that. Um... I'm surprised they didn't use the destroyed prison transport to kill off Cara Dune's character. Because they so easily could have done that since she was the one that kind of... Oh, yeah. She was a part of capturing him. So the other thing is, is that... um, I don't know if you know this, but... They're they're trying to take the high road by just like... Ignoring her. Not... Not acknowledging it. By ignoring her. Yeah. They 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 don't want to seem all bitter and everything. You know, plus like maybe maybe one day she'll stop being a weird a weirdo and you know maybe they can bring her back or something maybe she'll see the light by um, the way this is completely random did you know they kind of did that uh to a, uh, to the actress from good times you ever see good times with uh yeah with the guy who goes dynamite um the actress JJ walker who, yeah right the actress who played the mom she didn't like the direction the show was going so they so when she like didn't want to do it. They did her character so dirty because they had to explain the absence of the mom, and just say she ran off with the the, the man who owns the the, the complex. 
leaving yeah. the kids to fend for themselves. Um, they did her character so dirty. At, at one point, she comes back um, just because she wanted to redeem the character. I don't know if you know that. So, so we we have seen instances. I didn't, of, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that 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 eventually the parents disappear, and the series is just about the three children. Like, yeah, I knew but that. eventually she comes back. Yes, I know that she was upset. Well, she was upset because Good Times. This is a little tangent, but like Good Times <laughs> begins as a family sitcom that really focuses on the trauma and hardship that black Americans um, have in poverty. Um, And eventually like they're like, well, everybody's just tuning in to see JJ Walker and his antics. And so the show was slowly transitioning to just JJ Walker's antics. And she was like, she felt she was, she, you know, she didn't like both of those things. She wanted the moral message and she wanted to be the star. She wanted both of those things. And everything was shifting to JJ, who was the, the star of the show. You know, the same thing and, happened on Family Matters. Like the mom on Family Matters had the same complaint about Steve Urkel, it being the Steve Urkel show. And less about like the family oh, yeah. struggles and all that. It, it well, it's, it's completely true. It was completely true. I mean, she, you know, she, she had a point. She definitely had a point that like, um, it, it, it stopped really becoming the powerful, uh, social commentary art. And then it just became like JJ Walker, you know? Uh, I just wanted to point that out, but, uh, just so you know, in Star Wars Rebels, we find out, uh, which takes place a couple years before A New Hope, we find out that, um, there are Mandalorians who worked with the Empire. Some chose to break away. Some chose mm-hmm. to be nomads. Some decided to just bite the bullet and work with the Empire. And one of the characters, Sabine, from your Sabine better than Ezra joke, uh, mm. she she overpowers one of the Imperial Mandalorians and, you know, has the dark saber and whatnot and then goes away, whatever. Um, this could be one of those Mandalorians. Those those could be one of those like Yeah, evil... that's that's my assumption at the end is that that we're we're dealing with different Mandalorian factions. Now the que- you know, are they just gonna bring in uh is is Sabine better than Ezra? Was she the the, the woman who was hanging out with Bo Katan in season two? No, she has not made a live action appearance yet. Uh, you'll know her when you see her because her armor will be decked out in, like graffiti and stuff. She's very artistic. Okay, okay. So it, you know, it might be her or it might just be Bo-Katan's like friend from the previous season who disappeared or whatever. It's possible. Yeah. Oh, by by the way, real quick, yeah. here's the theory. Here's there's the, this is a theory someone proposed in my server, and I thought it was fucking amazing. Wouldn't it be great? If Moff Gideon was actually hiding in plain sight the entire time, wouldn't it be fucking awesome if Moff Gideon was actually one of the Mandalorians in the co- and the cult, oh, but you yeah. wouldn't know That'd it was be him funny. because they all keep their fucking helmets on all the time? Wouldn't that be great? That would That'd be the be greatest f- twist. That would be pretty funny. I don't know how he'd pull it off, but that would be pretty funny. <laughs> that, they, well, they don't ever be... take off their helmets, so how do you know? Well, they can go by his voice. No, oh, stop it. In Star Wars, you can easily have a voice modulator. Voice rep, yeah, yeah. voice modulator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I love that it's fucking true. theory. It's I mean, so it, great. I mean, it's kind of, it's like Saw, you know? He's like there the whole time. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. This episode was a lot better than the previous ones. It was ones. better. 
but, it's better, but mm. but still, like, um, by the way, it turns out, you know how the last time we were talking about this, that, that um, uh, how I made the joke about how he kills, he kills all the dudes in the street, and then the same aliens are on the ships, like the same combination. So I was like, did each one have a brother? And then, <laughs> and then now it turns out they were all triplets. <laughs> they were all triplets. He kills him in the street, then he kills him again on the ships, and then he kills him again third time. Third time that man, the pirate and like hiring hiring like a squad of like five or six triplets is amazing. Uh Yeah. What'd you what'd you think what'd you think of the pirate's design? I mean it was very like I fe- it kind of felt like uh Pirates of the Caribbean, really. I, I love the swamp man, the swamp monster design. It it's it's yeah. it's new, it's unique. He, he clearly looks like a Did villain. You, like he had a wheel, he had a wheel to drive his ship. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? The ship yeah. was actually the coolest fucking part, and I I really wanted them to save it and like commandeer it and use it for like future adventures because it's so fucking mm. cool looking. So yeah. cool. And they killed the um the uh he he had a little his first mate was like one of the pig boys from from Bespin. <laughs> yes, I, I remember the pig boys. <laughs> yeah, we gotta find oh, a name well. for all these fucking aliens. I'm sure there's an actual canonical I know, name. I'm, but... sh- I'm sure. I'm sure everybody knows them. You know, but, but the, it's like they're all on. like fungus face swap man guy and pig boy. Don't you think Kim? So so the guy from Kim's Convenience, um, the the the. The X-Wing pilot. How's he jumping around the galaxy so fast? Uh, light speed. <laughs> that's the only, I only have that's I the mean, only explanation I have for it. Light speed. But they're but they're like but they're talking about like a planet. He's like, what planet are they on? And it's some and they're they like establishing that Carl Weathers is on some planet in the outer rim that they've never heard of. And yet everybody's out to get they're able to get out there real quick. I'm pretty sure I could tell you about a couple of states, a couple of ta- uh, like small towns in Nebraska that you've never heard of, but I'm pretty sure you could get there fairly quickly if you had a uh, a private jet. Well, no, but they said outer rim, so like you're going out, you know? Like he's all the way at Coruscant and we're talking about an outer rim planet. Uh, I'm just saying, people are like, "Oh my gosh, we're under attack from pirates." Hmm, what should I do? I know, like like okay, let, let let's pull it. Let's let's do something real real simple. Like like let's do let's say, let's say you live in you're you're in Newark. You're back in Newark, right? Okay. And you send you call me. You call me in 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 uh, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I drive to Washington D.C. and I talk to the bureaucracy, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know. <sighs> my friend his house is getting broken into in uh in newark and then they're like ah can't do anything about it you know bureaucracy and i'm like okay 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 so then i drive up to philadelphia where you know i i, I know some 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 mandalorians and i'm like yo mandalorians my 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 friends in 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 newark and his house is getting broken into and they're like okay let's go and they go up to help you those cities are really close together and still like that entire process of me going from Baltimore to DC back up to Philadelphia, them getting, it would take, (laughs) I mean, it would take like, you know, it would take some time, 
Like, I, I'm just, it seems like no time passed. Like, how long, how long was Carl Weathers getting assaulted by those pirates? Well, it, it, it's established that the pirates not only attacked the town and Carl Weathers and his people flee, but they also, like, occupy it. They wanted to use it as a base. And they wanted to take, like, all its treasure and whatnot. So they were, they weren't just going to attack and run and, and, you know, kill people. They were just going to attack, kill people, and just stay a little bit. So... Yeah, that that's what Carl Weathers yeah. wanted help with to to drive them off. So it, that could take a couple of days, and they'd be just fine, I guess. I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just it's just the timing seemed a little bit weird. No, I agree um, with you. I agree with fine. you. It's fine. It's fine. I, I will say though, I disagree um, with IGN's uh, rating on the episode. They gave it a six. I wouldn't go that low, but they made a very good point in the tagline of their oh. article: "The New Republic has won the war, but they're losing the peace." Which, yeah, I can see that. But at the same time, even in the original okay, canon, okay. Um, the Thrawn trilogy focuses a lot. The old Thrawn, Thrawn trilogy focuses a lot on all these resources, specifically ships. That the New Republic needs. Even though they won the war like four years ago, five years ago at this point from Return of the Jedi, they're still struggling to keep up with an entire galaxy. And like it shows here, you know, they have to prioritize yeah. member planets first. And Navarro chose not to be a member planet. So, you know. No, it's, to- it's totally, totally reasonable, totally reasonable uh, explanation. Big coincidence that, that it's, it's like she happens to be in the cube outside of the office mm. he's going into. What are the chances of that? I mean, I granted it's the Star Wars universe, but it's like, whoa, what are the chances of all of the offices and all of the bureaucracies that you're going to think you're going to, uh, you know, she's that she's going to be in the cube outside of the office that you want to walk into that we are talking about a galaxy with, you know, um, uh, I imagine thousands, tens of thousands of habitable worlds, um, with, with trillions and trillions of individuals and the same characters are just running into each other, like, in different... <laughs> but that, that is Star Wars though. That is Star Wars. Um, it, it, it's a real shame that we're more than halfway through the series. We only have three episodes left, and only now are we getting into the meat and potatoes of season three. Because most of most of season yeah, three it yeah. really is about Bo Katan. It's about Moff Gideon coming back. It's not really about Dinjarin. His his shit is over with. The only thing that's interesting about him now, other than Baby Yoda, is the fact that he has a dark saber. That's about it. He has no other like major thing about him that makes him like soup that and he also has the whole beskar alloy armor but other than that like it's really bo katan's show now but we've already gone through like so many episodes where i felt like nothing really happened he's got connections he's got friendships like mm. if it weren't for if it weren't for mando's friendships that he made in previous seasons like none of this would have been able to happen true true that's a good point but other than that, though, like, it's really Bo-Katan's show. But it took until the fifth episode for everything to really get underway. A lot of these episodes you could have just spliced together. Episodes one and two, that could have been yeah. one giant, like, premiere. Three? Uh, okay. Like, the middle part of three was really just a whatever for a character that may be very important going forward. Maybe. Like, Elia Kane, the woman, maybe. Yeah. Episode 4 was yeah. a, a fucking nothing burger. And, like, this is... 
I wonder if the reason everything is so slow and kind of whatever is because of COVID. Because if you remember, season two actually ended December of 2020. COVID didn't really start to take off until like December of 2019, January 2020. So it stands to reason that Mando season two was recorded before COVID took off. So that's why we had all the stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, even even COVID, COVID in America was like was like March of of 2020. Um, like we, we were definitely hearing about it from uh, before then, but it was like the the takeoff was 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 around then. Um, do you think, man? I, I know I'm I know I'm like a broken record on this, but man, the Mando religion makes no sense. <laughs> I'm just talking about like Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan taking off or her helmet at the end like like we've already established that their little sect is ridiculous and the reason that they're like a dying um nothing sect is that they're a bunch of extremists who won't take off their helmet and then all of a sudden you know they get a plot of land and they're like i guess i guess we can send bo katan off without her helmet on to like unite our people it's like, well, wait, well, hold on. Like, I thought the only thing you fucking cared about was not taking off your goddamn helmet. And now you're talking about uniting your people. If you wanted to unite your people, take off your fucking helmet and go talk to everybody. Like, like the problem was you not taking off your helmet. Not like, not the fact that they didn't have some land. This is, this is a universe with like, thousands of habitable planets there's plenty of fucking land they were they were living on land they were living on the fucking <laughs> land i don't understand why that planet like why carl weathers planet which looks just as desolate as <laughs> as the planet they were on with the with the well I, i'm pretty sure it's because the planet they were living on originally had a lot of dinosaurs and it was just overall dangerous and it seems like carl weathers's planet navarro isn't as dangerous and yeah, so I, I guess it's easier to settle there than it would be on the previous planet. Because they don't have, like, dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially, like, the Mandalorian's, like, main problems in life seem to be dinosaurs. <laughs> and, like, I don't know why they're hiding, either. I know that they're like, oh, a part of their religion they gotta keep hiding. And you're like, well, why? Because now you're not hiding. Like, Navarro... You're way out in the open now. Everyone knows you're going to be there. You were like living in basements before, <laughs> and now you're not living in a basement. What changed? I don't know. I actually I would like to ask John Favreau and Dave Filoni about this. And like, <laughs> and like, it's like, well, maybe they, they they feel safer now. But it's like, no. The entire episode was about how Carl Weathers can't defend shit all, and they had to fucking like pull him out. And they're going to be defending themselves. He's essentially like they're going to be like they're going to police the planet or defend the planet. So they would be defending any planet. So like, why all of a sudden are they out of the out of the basement and taking off their helmets? I think the, I, I you see like this is I know like you, I know what you're saying. Like it's fucking it's, religion, it's... man. This fucking religion. <laughs> like you're stab- You've already established that the religion has no content other than the fucking helmet law. And, and, and then all of a sudden, like, and the fact that it's super secret 
and extremists and they have to live in shadows and now they don't. Yeah, I... And, and no the last episode, the armorer was like, yeah, the Mythosaur, I'm, I'm sure you saw it, whatever. And now all of a sudden she believes Bo-Katan saw it and that it's a sign and that Bo-Katan must do all yeah. these things. But, mm, like, the right. transition from that. Now I've decided, like, like if only or that, he, like, you know, if only I could go to, like, um, you know, the middle, the middle of, uh, of, of the Maghreb, you know, in, in, in North Africa where you've got, you know, uh, AQIM and other terrorist organizations, and I go to these people, and I'm like, you know, guys, I saw a dinosaur. <laughs> you know, and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I've seen the light. I Maybe, maybe my religion is uh, crazy and extreme. You saw a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> you know, she just... Oh, Really? Yeah, yeah, I did. Done. <sighs> like, man, <laughs> you really, you really hate this, Dutch. <laughs> you really hate this religion. <laughs> I really, I really hate their their religion. Is so dumb. <laughs> like, it's 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 just. And yet, Bo Katan thinks it's so beautiful that she's ready to convert. I mean, I don't. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm still holding out hope that she's just using them and, and she's going to come out on top and be the leader and not settle for this bullshit. That's just my personal opinion, but. God, I mean, granted, it's like maybe 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 like Andor spoiled me by showing me that like what good Star Wars can be. Because now, see, before I had this, like, low bar for Star Wars, where I'm just like, well, it's Star Wars, don't think too hard. It's Star Wars, don't think too hard. There hasn't been good Star Wars since 1980. Like, don't worry about it. And then Andor happened, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I forgot what good what good stuff was. I forgot what, like, drama and plot and characterization was in Star Wars. And then you come back to Mandalorian and I'm just like, man, this is, this is straight up trash. The fact that like this last episode was one of the better episodes and it was such trash. It's just like nothing makes any sense. They're killing time, climbing rocks and killing dinosaurs that does, that does nothing. It does nothing. And their religion doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes any sense. I have no idea why anyone is doing anything. (laughs) Well, it's to unite the Mandalorian people, Preston, and, uh, you know, to to foil Moff Gideon's plans, whatever they may be. It's like, what? Like, I'm assuming that they were divided because of the religion, but then they just throw the religion out the window. So, they're, they're fucking stupid religion. They're fucking helmet religion. Well, man. they're actually divided because Darth Maul uh, did a coup, and then someone else did another coup. And then people don't like Darth Maul. Mm. And Bo-Katan's like, I don't like that Darth Maul is leader now. So she rebelled in Clone Wars. And then, like, everyone was divided. It was like, gotcha. it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> gotcha. I, I, forgot, I, forgot that the, I forgot that the real story with actual, like, writing where, where, where there was a plot <laughs> came from a children's show. I forgot that the children's show 
actually established all of the character motives motivation and explanation for for like everything in this universe there has to be a um, reason why this season is trash because seasons one and two every episode <laughs> hap- stuff happened like I, I'm, I'm putting it on covid like there's just no way we've gotten five episodes and i felt the only real episodes that moved anything along was like the second and fifth and everything else and barely the second well no the second and the fifth everything else i <sighs> By the way, um, did I already make this joke? Did I? Did I, I think I got distracted. But so big guns, John Favreau. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he has a son, even though he didn't have a son in the previous seasons. We don't know where his son's been. Maybe he was in the sub sub basement. Like you know how Mando <laughs> went into the basement. And there was yeah. like another basement underneath it or something. Of course. Um, he had a son. Uh like I just. He wore the helmet. He wore the helmet when he conceived him. Yeah. I are you asking me if 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 John Favreau's big guns character Paz Vizsla, I believe, uh, had sex with the helmet on? <laughs> he took off all his clothes, yeah. all his armor, and had sex. I I, <laughs> yes, I would assume he's so. like completely naked. It's completely naked. Only the helmet. Father, and was it on another? Did he father uh, on another Mandalorian? It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I have no like, idea. We these are questions we should ask George Lucas. And see, like <laughs> Mando is allowed to be friends with people that aren't Mandalorians. He's like not that proselytizing. Like he's not that intolerant of others. He he like has his own creed, but he doesn't care about other people's creed. It's not like the same thing. Like big guns is like, and man, he must have a really good personality. You know? <laughs> A good chunk of the religion is about personal honor, as we found out in this episode. A lot of it is... Per- so basically every, like, warrior religion species from, like, Star Trek ever, like the Klingons, mm. or yeah. if, you know, if people are familiar with uh, Dragon Age, uh, the Kunari, like, it's just every... They're just they're just Klingons again, kinda, but with a helmet. Yeah, yeah. But with a helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, is, like, I wish... So... Even if we're establishing that the the fundamental tenet of the religion is and you know the beginning and the end of everything it, it's alpha and omega is you can't take off the fucking helmet unless you're Bo Katan and you want to unite the unite the fucking people. <laughs> and that, there's an asterisk um, on that, yes. And they're asterisk, right? Why do they fight? What do you mean? Like, why are they training all the fucking time? Uh, like, how did how did how did like how did like the, their inspector gadget like lifestyle also come about like their predator inspector gadget lifestyle like how did it how does that relate to the helmet um i don't really know i i'm assuming because the mandalorians in star wars lore has always kind of been like the spartans from from ancient greece so mm. they train because it's it's the way of life uh, that's how they they stay alive by training and doing odd jobs around the galaxy, bounty hunting, all that stuff to continue the uh, the whole situation. So it's not just it's not it's not just that their entire lore is based off of Boba Fett and the 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 two things that we knew about Boba Fett is that we didn't know what his, what he looked like and he had a bunch of gadgets. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're <laughs> saying like <laughs> like there's no like. I'm just saying, like, take any other religion, okay? Christianity, Islam, Mormonism, 
Buddhism. Um, like, it, why, why would there be like, like gadgets and the helmet thing? Like, okay, Jewish people that, you know, if they're really, if you're, if you're fairly serious, you got to wear a yarmulke. Okay. You got the yarmulke. How does that relate to, and you know, you know, they, they don't have like guns and are constantly training for, for battle. Like what's what, like, what's the connection? Like how, like, why do they fight? And I know you're saying like, oh, they need to do odd jobs, but but they seem to do odd jobs now because Mandalore is is kaputs and they need to they need to scrounge so they can buy they mm-hmm. can buy their get best guest car armor they can um but like why do they need that armor like can't, can't they just wear like a plastic bucket on their head like what's the di- like why <laughs> why do they need this super fancy armor and why do they need to be able to kill people with like with all these gadgets like how does it all well it's the tradition of their people it's like with the jews and the yarmulke like they can't just put like anything they can't put a teacup on their head it has to be specifically a yarmulke right no no the the only they they, they believe that they just have to have a barrier between them and and, and god conceivably it could be anything they just i mean it's true that tradition tradition wise it's a yarmulke but like like right in a dogmatic sense it it doesn't have to be a yarmulke it could just be a you know a a paper towel i i imagine it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't matter it just has to be a barrier between you and god right you know it's like Mm. you know so it's um it i you know, so I mean, I'm just wondering, like dogmatically, like what what's the reasoning for the fighting? <laughs> we also find out in the Clone Wars television show that Mandalore, for the most part, was just a normal society of normal people without helmets, like just everyday people that you'd find on Coruscant or whatever. Mm. It's just you had these private sects, these cults on, like, Mandalore's moon, who were hidden away and did not want to join the new ways and instead wanted to be part of the old ways. Bo-Katan was one of those cults, and uh, Mando's cult here seems to be one of them as well. So they just like to stick to tradition. They do not want the new ways, which they find to be weak and pathetic. Which doesn't really matter anymore, because the Empire's already blown up most of Mandalore already and uh, have subjugated any of the remaining clans on there. Um, so I'm assuming, honest, I think it's, uh, the fact that they are in, like, in hiding, I think it was already explained a couple <clears throat> seasons back, yeah. that they're just in hiding from anyone who might come looking for them for any specific reason, mostly the Empire. I, well, you know, so I'm, I'm giving such a hard time, and we're going in circles here because there's just, it's, it's so incredibly <laughs> dumb, but, like, <clears throat> I'm giving a hard time this episode because, like, the fact that Bo-Katan falls in, or seemingly falls in love with this religion and wants to be part of it, um, like you, we need to we need to understand what that dogma is. We I need to understand what those beliefs are. Like it's so it's so incredibly vacuous that I I couldn't imagine any human being being like, oh yes, I want to be part of the. I just I want to be part of this club. You know, this club that this club that stands for literally nothing, you know, 
other other than occasionally taking in orphans to train to be to be maniac fighters. Um, I mean, I guess that's that's pretty that's yeah. pretty common in the Star Wars universe. Sorry, but like <laughs> it's, it's pretty common in our our world as well. Yeah, I guess. But it's just <laughs> <clears throat> I just don't know. Yeah, it's just uh, so it's safe to say you didn't like this episode. It it was fine. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> we're three fucking seasons in we're three fucking seasons in and i and and like i i guarantee you pull out those those old podcasts that we did years ago about season one i i seem to remember me saying oh you know there's some really fascinating stuff with this like religion i'd love to know more about that religion the re- the religion seems really fascinating you know i want more of that and I've got we've gotten I've gotten a whole season hanging out with these people and they suck. <laughs> like they suck. <laughs> There's nothing to them. There's nothing interesting. There's nothing fascinating. It is the least interesting group of people I've I've ever come across. Like, you know how in Star Trek you go to a different world and you find out about a culture and you're like, oh, that's that's a really interesting culture. And they do this 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 certain way, and you learn you learn some sort of like moral lesson or some you you look in the mirror at yourself you know like oh on that planet like you know they they there's there's only one there's only one sex and one gender and everybody's forced to be that one you know sex and gender but what happens when Riker falls in love with one you know like you know at least we you know we understand something about them I understand nothing I understand nothing about these people they're dumb all they want to do is keep their fucking helmet on and fuck with their helmets on and fight. <laughs> like it's, they just, they, they, they fuck fight with their helmets on and that's all they care about. And like, I've learned nothing and they seem to care about some dinosaur. Yeah. Sounds about right. But, uh, no, uh, to wrap this up a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> to wrap this up a little bit, uh, episode four, garbage. Episode five, slightly better, better yeah, but better. It, 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 but it just moves the plot along. I really think COVID really impacted this show in some shape or form because just nothing's really happening. It's you're, like you're going to blame it on COVID and not just fucking John Favreau like writing the writing the story on the back of an envelope or something on a post-it note. After like, after is like that, talking that, to, that confirmed? after talking to a twelve-year-old, no, I the, look what he's fucking doing is he he goes he's going down to the fucking like bike the dirt bike jump and he's like hey guys and the kids are like riding around on their dirt bikes and he's like what should happen in the next episode of Mandalorian and the kids <laughs> like ah they there there should be like a a big dinosaur bird that like kidnaps like kid's son and they have to like rescue him and he's like okay yeah that's good that's good a dinosaur bird and then they, they, <laughs> like, so they you think to, like, john favreau's taking writing they, story cues from <laughs> children yeah that's 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 exactly it's exactly what he's doing and he's like okay now we um yeah okay well i'll have to invent i'll have to invent some more mandalorians because we didn't have them before but you know if i'm gonna make this <laughs> if i'm gonna make this dinosaur bird story work uh it's gonna have to happen okay what else it's like ah 
pirate there's like space pirates who are like taking over a planet and then the mandalorians got to go pew 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 and and like defeat the space pirates they're like okay cool all right thanks thanks guys and then they go back to their their jumps (laughs) (laughs) that's that's exactly it it's hard to believe that a full-grown man john favreau is 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 right is writing these stories you're out for blood today god damn what happened are you that upset that house of the dragon only has eight episodes i mean i'm upset too but fine i know i know i know just just want something just want something i mean you could have just they could have could have picked anything like had they had they mentioned some like mystical god or deity or something I would have, I, or, or just, you know, you know, saying something cryptic, but instead it's just 20 minutes later. I feel like you Mm -hmm. can totally just get anyone to do anything with, with, um, this is the way. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, so, so in, uh, in Japanese, there's this like particle that you put at the end of sentences, which is like, ne, which kind of means like. Let's do something. And I've, I've heard people joke that like Japanese people, like they're, they're able to organize really well because they just kind of go, nah, on the end of their sentences. And, every, and then everybody's like, okay, let's do it. I feel like that's the same way with like, this is the way. Like if I'm like, I'm like, hey, Carmine, you, um, let's go, uh, let's go uh, uh, knock off a liquor store. You'd be like, you want, you want to knock off the liquor, a liquor store? And I'd be like, this is the way. And you'd be like, this is the way. And then you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. Like, it doesn't matter what the fuck What's... it is. You just go, this is the way. And then they're just like obligated to do it. Like, that's it. Like, they actually have no creed. Like, th- like everybody's really confused. Like, no one knows what the creed is. So all, all someone has to do is just say, this is the way. And it's like, oh, fuck, is that the way? I, I, I guess I... <laughs> I guess I have to do it, right? So what you're saying is nobody in the cult knows anything except the person at the top, and the way they are, they way they the way they control the others is by saying this is the way, and everybody yeah. just assumes it's the think, way. Think about big okay. guns. Think about big guns, and and like convincing everybody to go save Carl Weathers, right? He's like, why should we do this? Because we're Mandalorians. And then it kind of all ends with this is the way. And then they're just doing it. There's no explanation. <laughs> you know, I mean, granted, they get, you know, they get some plots of land. But even though they had plots of land, they lived on a whole fucking planet by themselves. It just had dinosaurs. They, they don't, they don't, they, I mean, they like dinosaurs, but they don't like dinosaurs at the same time, you know. So it's, it's a problem. So episode six is essentially Mando CSI. Where they yeah. they go to Jack Black and Lizzo's planet. I forgot the name of the planet. Um, and uh, they're doing like a little side mission to get to the main mission. And at this point, this late in the season, I, I think we should cut back on the side missions and just get to the meat and potatoes of like the main quest. Hmm. What's what's so when the when the episodes kind of began and they started going into it, I was like, "This episode doesn't fit with the arc of the of the season." It's it it was a really fun standalone. Don't get me wrong; like it was really fun. 
like there was just so many different creatures and so many different droids and so many different performances from from different actors like christopher lloyd and jack black who by the way when the minute i saw him i was like oh no is he gonna be jack black and he was actually pretty reserved and i was like okay (laughs) i was like thank goodness thank goodness he was actually like pretty chill i forget that jack black actually started out as a child actor um so he 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 does actually like act you know so um but so it was really fun but yeah like i you are kind of like in the arc thing like why are they on this like weird csi droid mission that's that's interesting and all like but doesn't seem too related to the mandalorian plot but the mandalorian plot does suck right now so maybe i was just like so happy that they were doing something different that was kind of interesting that that um that and a lot of it even made sense like i was like oh these are all like sorts of little um you know when they were describing like the droids and the programming and what was going on and and and, um the politics of the planet and count dooku and stuff like that i was like oh okay this is all kind of like interesting you know but um and then they get back to the Mandalorians, and I'm like, oh my god, this, <laughs> this sucks. I actually kind of have the opposite opinion. I like for me, oh, the god. the beginning and the end like were really cool, but that's because I I watched Clone Wars. I, I've been here with the Mandalorian mm-hmm. storyline for almost over ten years, and uh, it, it was just a little little bit of a letdown. Like they were kind of hurrying the episode along when he just gives her the dark saber. Eh, yeah, mm. that's what I'm talking about. Like it's just. How are Mandalorians the dumbest, like, most basic human beings on the planet? Where, like, one faction has no beliefs other than the fact that you can't take off your helmet. And the other faction has no fucking beliefs except for you can only be led by someone who has the dark saber and it must be won in battle. I... <laughs> you have two factions of complete morons who stand for nothing other than... The most incidental, like crazy, insane rule. Like what? What? What human beings? Like why is there not a single, like reasonable human being in in the entire Mandalorian, like culture that that's just. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> By the way, again, like we're what, what, we're not given any reason for this. Like, well, why do you? Why is it so important that the, your leader be carry the dark saber? why must you win it in battle well it is it is somewhat explained in the clone wars animated series essentially mandalore had oh really really maybe maybe there maybe there's a book i can go to my local library and check out about that well no you just fucking have it in the episode you can't like i agree i i think i think red letter media said it best i think it went during their star wars uh prequel reviews if you have to go to like a book or another show to like get the answer of something in that movie specifically then you've kind of failed at storytelling um but essentially the mandalorians for eons have always been a warrior people and most recently in like the last hundred years they've evolved not evolved but they've moved away from that to being a more peaceful people however some tribes have split off and they want a war and do all the warrior culture still so these are the tribes like the mando's tribe and Bo-Katan's tribe, which I think is kind of a little different. And, uh, yeah, so the peeps, the peaceful Mandalorians, her, I don't think... really, Bo-Katan's really well-manicured tribe of models. <laughs> That's what I've, like... 
You know what I'm saying? Like every single person in her crew is like, is like, you know, a nine out of 10. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, right. Like, I mean, you don't know. Uh, like all own, Mandalorians could be really own... good looking. You don't know. Well, don't we already know that one's John Favreau? <laughs> I mean, that, that's why they have the helmet. We keep the helmet on because we're just too handsome. We're just too good looking. It's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. By the uh, way, there, there was some controversy with this episode that everyone had a problem with. There was one guy specifically that made me laugh every time. Like, he was ridiculous, but his tweet was like, Lizzo and Jack Black in Star Wars? George Lucas is rolling in his grave. And I'm like, George Lucas died? When did George, when did George Lucas pass away? And, and just... also, also, like, George Lucas would absolutely not care. <laughs> like, like, those two things? Like, no? Like, um... And of course, people were I mean, liking it to Ed Sheeran in, in Game of Thrones Season 7, which I don't think is was that bad. Like, Lizzo is, is a very meh act- actress. Jack Black kind of carried yeah. it. But I do agree that if we're going to have celebrity cameos, I would rather them be, like, weird-looking aliens. Like, remember in um in season... The pilot of Mando, you told me the fish guy mm. was, like, an SNL actor? Um... Uh, I, I think we did look that up. The the one that was in blue, mm-hmm. and then I, and then we couldn't recognize him. I, I mean, I, I'm forgetting, but it was something like that. I had to look him up, and he was some he was some some yeah. There are levels to celebrity cameos, like Amy Sedaris's uh, Polly. Like I, she to me, she's like I don't really know her that well, so it's a whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you have like Jack Black, who I grew up with. Jack Jack Black, School of Rock, and all that, and you know, uh, Pick of Destiny, and like he's mm-hmm. very like I, I just wish they put like some alien stuff on him to make it to where you're, you're like, is that Jack Black? And tone him down a bit, which they did do here fairly well. Um, well, it, it's, uh, I'm, I'm now comparing it to like Star Wars. I mean, the, the original movie and like Empire Strikes Back. And I, I suppose to Americans, the, the British actors that appeared, like, were not necessarily as famous, but you did have like, you know, Alec Guinness, like, you know, in the movie. Um, and then when they, when they, I'm sure I, I'm I'm certain that when during Empire Strikes Back, when they cast Billy Dee Williams, um, who had previously been in a lot of black exploitation films and things like this, like he he was he was already kind of a a, a famous guy, uh, a famous sex symbol um, at the time uh, when they when they put him in that movie, and I'm sure you know it caused a bunch of uproar because anytime you cast a black person somebody seems to get angry <laughs> you know <laughs> um so it's not it's not that star wars doesn't cast well-known actors um in roles and then get get shit over it so this is just like what it does i mean i think none of the cam none of the actors took away from anything you know um even even with ed sheeran they, the, the camera stayed on him a little too long. Even though Ed Sheeran did a fine job. Like, had he been a nobody, everyone would have just been like, huh, what a random scene. It's just that they spent, like, they, they left the camera on him too long, right? Um, I think so. Just a tad. 
Yeah, so I mean, Jack Black, like, yeah, when 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 I saw that it was Jack Black, I was like, oh no. But then he actually played the role fine, um, and Riz and and Lizzo was whatever. She, I mean, she didn't she didn't do a horrible job, you know. So did you know that um, was- there were more cameos in? Uh, uh, Game of Thrones that they were so quick you'd blink and you miss it. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm sure. There was like on those battles and such. Well, um, remember when Theon is rescuing uh, Yara from or slash Asha from the uh, uh, Euron ship? Um, when mm. Theon hits his ha- uh, his hammer, his axe down on someone's head, the guy who he kills immediately. You'll have to pause it, but that's Mac from. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, the man's name is oh, right, Rob right, right. McElhenney or something like that. So I'm okay with those types of cameos where they die instantly. There's a deleted scene where um, uh, the James Bond actor, the most recent one, the British man, I forgot his name, Daniel Craig, he played a stormtrooper. Yeah. He was just under the storm. Like, that I'm fine with. That is fine. But when, when the cameo is like, wait, yeah. it's like an actor, like, mm. very prominent. Mm. And even, mm-hmm. and you said Alec Guinness. I didn't know Alec Guinness was in Lawrence of Arabia, which I, at the time was like a huge movie oh, yeah. in the United States, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it was Best Picture. Um, and, and Bridge Over the River Kwai mm-hmm. as well was his other other big one. Um, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I think cameos uh, suck. I hate cameos. I hate all cameos. I hate when SNL has cameos. I hate comedy movies that rely on cameos. I don't think there's any point to them. Like what's unless it's done explicitly for humor and it's really, really surprising, like in in a movie like Deadpool, where Brad Pitt like makes a cameo for like one second, unless it's something like that, where you're already in this like ridiculous meta movie. I, I'm going to put Brad Pitt in a cameo. But other than that, like, I don't see what the point of a cameo is. Like, I don't understand. Like, there's a bazillion incredible capable actors out there and so um when i when i say that like lizzo and and jack black did fine that was like the best fucking case scenario (laughs) like okay the best case scenarios is whatever fine they didn't ruin things cameos will never make it better (laughs) is what i'm saying like had they cast strangers that you had never seen unknown actors I would have liked the episode just as much, if not more. So you didn't like Christopher Lloyd, uh, in 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 because he he was a bit random. I, I I don't know if I would argue Lizzo and Jack Black are more recognizable than him, but um, he he felt very random. I mean, Christopher Lloyd is an incredible actor. He is an unknown would have done just as well. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Now, because there's so many incredible unknowns, right? There's so many incredible actors in the field that you can just throw a rock and hit one, right? So, like, it's not that I don't like Christopher Lloyd. I do. It's not that he didn't do a great job. He did. The best case scenario was hit. However, it was pointless. Like, I, I, I you know, at no point was I like, I'm so happy I saw Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> you know, like, it was, you know, it was just like, they put him in and he didn't ruin it. Phew. Because cameos <laughs> will often do. But it's just also like why like what what was the point? Like like just cast an unknown. I'm just as happy with an unknown. Like what you you I made a very get it. you made a very good point when we did the Rise of Skywalker review. Uh JJ Abrams worked recent uh, uh eons ago with that woman um who was in Felicity. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. she was uh, one of the uh, mer- bounty hunter uh, scoundrel whip, like characters in Rise of Skywalker. And you said the reason JJ probably put her in there was because he was trying to throw her a bone, trying to get her some like you know royalties on merchandise or whatever to use her likeness or something. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, did yeah. it as like yeah, a favor absolutely. for her because they're friends. Yeah, he he, he threw in a, he threw in a bunch of his old. I mean, there there's certain communities of actors that do this. They just help each other out, like the SCTV crew or the, the, uh, the, yeah, the JJ Abrams crew or, um, uh, the kids in the hall or whatever. Like one of them's in a movie and it's like, Hey, can you just hire my buddy? And then they'll scratch their back later on. Right. I, um, I wonder if that's why he this, killed this... off Wesley, because I think Wesley was in, uh, uh, fuck, I forgot the man's name, but like, I, I know they're friends in real life and, and the, it, it, he's the, the chubby pilot that was in Force Awakens and then comes back and rides the Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think they were in something together or he, he directed him in something. I wonder if the reason he killed him off is because he's like, JJ, just please kill my character off. I don't want to fucking come back for any of this crap. He was an, he was an alias. Yeah. Well, there, I yeah, think he was. He was yeah. 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 Just kill my guy. I don't want to come back for any of this crap. I don't want to come back for like movies or whatever. Just, just kill me off. <laughs> just kill me off. Just kill me off. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't get it. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I think other people do really enjoy cameos. I guess, but you know, it's just like take a movie, take a like. It just, I guess what what it what it does is it reminds me of stuff like Zoolander two, where I'm just like like some horrible movie. Like Zoolander 2, where it's just like all you have is a bunch of cameos. Wait, Z- no, Zoolander like, 2 like, sucked? I was going to watch it, actually. I, I actually I love the original Zoolander. Oh, God. No, don't watch Zoolander 2. <laughs> no. No. What do you you want to ruin all memory, like good memories of the first movie? No, don't. Don't waste your time. Please do not waste your time. Don't waste your time on Anchorman 2. Don't waste your Anchorman time Anchorman 2 on, was bad? Um, oh, yeah. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there's just these pointless cash grab sequels don't watch uh dumb and dumber 2 don't watch major league 2 don't watch anything none of these <laughs> don't watch the hangover 2 hangover like, 2 was bad <laughs> what they made they made a third I, I would assume like the success of the second warranted a third no no Hangover three is not as bad as Hangover two, but Hangover two is atrocious. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just oh no, no. It's just I just think it's lazy. I just think it's so lazy. It's just a well, like oh, I'm just gonna go to, I'm just gonna put in a, an actor, and people will go, and so so the audience will go, oh look, it's that actor. Yeah, they're they're, they're a fucking actor. My my whole thing is if you're gonna put someone in Star Wars, at least make them like a, a giant grotesque alien or something like where you can barely recognize yeah, them. Okay. Yeah, I I'm fine with that. Then I get then I at least get to go. Did you know that <laughs> um, Kevin Spacey sat in a in a uh, makeup chair for 18 hours to be that fish? You know, at least there's that. You know, that kind of thing. I don't know why I picked Kevin Spacey. His first name that came to my head. But what did you think of the episode? It was very like whatever. A good chunk of it was. I, th- I thought. Mm. It was, I thought it was. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun and forgettable. It was fluffy. I like. I I liked it better than the last episodes because, um, to to be honest, uh, but that's just because I thought the droid bar was really interesting and all those floating aliens were interesting and and you know and and that was it. Um. 
but yeah, then once they got back to the Mandalorian plot of of it's just I can't believe they fought with their helmets off. That was really dangerous. <laughs> You're the only person thinking of this. By the way, their fleet has grown since we last saw oh, it in yeah. season two. And I, and like I said, I, I think Mandalorian season three was a victim of COVID filming um, and maybe some studio meddling. There, there were some rumors, and I don't really want to like put any anything on them because they they come from the usual suspects, always saying that Kathleen Kennedy is going to be fired tomorrow, and she never is. They've been saying that for years. Um, I, I do yeah. think there was maybe some weird stuff going on behind the scenes because this season felt feels so far very disjointed. We only have two episodes left, and they have like I don't know I, I don't know how they're going to somehow turn the entire season around because so far it's been very mediocre. I would argue not as boring mm. as Rings of Power, but it's been very like kind of pointless i mean there's shorter episodes than rings of power so it's not really a fair comparison true true right mm-hmm. so like rings of power you have to like each episode was like an hour and 10 minutes and you're like oh my god when is this thing gonna end yeah um but uh yeah there's there's more crazy aliens as well in this. at least there's cra- you know you get to look at crazy at least when you're bored, you can look at crazy aliens. Someone made a joke that, like, all the budget for the aliens <laughs> went to this episode instead of in Andor. Because in Andor, we had almost no aliens. Maybe one or two. No aliens, yeah. Right? <laughs> so yeah. all the budget for all the alien designs went to this episode. And I will say, I really liked the very beginning because I thought that was really cool. Uh, the the Quarians and, and the Mon Cala alien guy and and mm-hmm. like that was a really cool sequence i like that she's like uh the, the core and alien she's in like her her like water tank and all that and like i thought that was super neat more stuff like that i thought all those things really yeah i thought a lot of the designs in this episode were really cool i i guess i liked seeing the battle droids and what happened to them and and how i mean i guess i was fascinated by also they they tried to repair why droids like want to work they're like oh like droids believe that because humans created them they are they owe something to humans and therefore they want to work it's an interesting you know it's an interesting it's an interesting idea the fact that now i seem to know more about how random droids think than mandalorians (laughs) is is like (laughs) like i understand their belief system a lot better. The bartender droid also made it seem like the meaning of like the, the manual labor they do isn't much. Like it's it's whatever. Like we can do it. I mean, yeah, that they're like they're like eh, it's not that bad. Like that's it's like I mean that's pretty creative. I mean, and granted, I checked the writer at the end, and this was John John Favreau by himself, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, that John Favreau. That's that's pretty creative because like all of like people, the whole Star Wars is filled with slavery angle has been has been thrown around constantly right Right. you know oh droids are slaves droids are slaves how how do we like it but then it's like what if actually like to a droid yeah this is hardly any work like (laughs) like yeah i'm I'm enslaved to do like nothing (laughs) like like this is i mean like imagine if like you and i were slaves but the only thing we were asked to do was like i don't know 15 minutes of like dusting and then the rest of my day was free. And you'd be like, oh, but you're a slave. But, like, uh, sure, but... <laughs> it doesn't feel like... It's a pretty I, easy yeah, job, right? right? Yeah. It doesn't feel... Right? So it, it was a very creative idea that the, that the droids are like, 
the work isn't that bad. <laughs> like, and and then you know, and they created us, so it's like a fair a fair trade. And it's like, oh wow. I mean, it's true. Like in 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 a slavery situation, like it's not like you were created. You know, the slave wasn't created by the master, uh, unless you're like going through um, that that horrible. Uh, 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 master rape thing but that's that's a whole nother it's a whole nother video bag of worms <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, so but uh, so i i'd say like you know normally i'm like really bashed john favreau for for having a, the mind of a 14 year old in, in his writing but i do i do have to say and why i like this episode the most of all of the episodes of the season mm. is that there were these creative asp there were these creative ideas in there especially especially with the droid bar and the droid philosophy um and stuff like that and and even like even getting into Chris, Christopher Lloyd's like motivation and and him being like this old guy whose life goes all the way back to like the separatists and count dooku you know i i thought i thought those were those were clever so i i and and i you know i thought a lot of the the designs and aliens were really neat so um, I say kudos to John Favreau on this one. Um, he 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 did it. He did a much better job than than most of his other episodes. Um, though the Mandalorian, like it's we're three seasons in, and I don't know any. I don't know anything logical about Mandalorians. I just <laughs> they're just the, they're just the biggest idiots. Like I said, so far this season has been very disjointed. This was a very fun episode. It was CSI Mando. Um, and what they really should have done, I said this last time, I'll say it here, uh, every season should have been a different Mandalorian focus. You could have Grogu and Din Djarin in the background, sure. Um, but yeah. it, like, I, I don't get the point anymore. Like we, I thought Grogu was going to have a bigger plot this season going forward because we had that flashback with him. But then since that flashback, we've gotten really nothing. He's just there. He's just there. It's just a it's yeah, just a trump yeah. card that they can pull out. Well, you know, he is just he is just a puppet. Like he's just a little muppet. You can't really do anything. He doesn't speak. You can't do anything with him. I, I I almost think that I was wondering when watching this episode, what if this were the show? You know, what the them like, just going around doing side quests. It's kind of been the show. But but I'm talking. Yeah, I mean, but it but not just Mando, Mando and Bo Katan. Hmm. Because now they at least he has someone to talk to. The problem with with uh, like uh, the the regular Mandalorian like missions is that Mando is a man of few words, and the person he's with doesn't talk. Okay, so like you've got you've got this very difficult situation. It's not like it's not like Grogu can ask Mando some questions about his life and he can explain stuff. You know, instead, it's like Mando has to arrive on a planet and hope that fucking Carl Weathers is there. <laughs> you know, and and Carl Weathers doesn't never seems to ask him anything. <laughs> you know, it's you know, at the end of the day, it really is a cost cutting measure because when I look here, um, I, I'm on I'm on the wiki. So uh, Pedro Pascal is Dinjarin, the Mandalorian. And Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder as the onset doubles for the Mandalorian. So, so Pedro Pascal, ninety nine percent of the time is not in the suit. They can pay these random oh stunt doubles, whatever the fuck. And Katie Sackoff, as much as I love her, she's amazing. She's not. She's not the the draw that Pedro Pascal is. So throughout the entire season three, he's had maybe what five minutes worth of dialogue, maybe. 
You say, you're saying they called him on the phone. Pretty and he, much. Like, it through his phone. Pretty much. So they're like, okay, we've got this like list of words for you to say. Sam. He's like, okay. And, and throughout the entirety of, of Mando season one and two, he doesn't like. You're right. He you're right. He does not say a lot. He has to pray to God. There's a guy down there that he might know that he could say a couple sentences to. But for the most part, it's been very cost cutting, like saving money in a way, just to have him kind of be a part of this season, kind of not really. If you compile all his dialogue, it's really not that much for this season. Which makes me think, like... No, you're right. I, 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 I do wonder what the fuck is going on. The last two episodes better be bangers, because it's starting to feel like this season was a complete waste of time. I'm, I, I'll go as far as to saying everything we got in season three, you could probably have ejected somewhere in Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> like, it would have been a little bit yeah. more entertaining. <clears throat> I mean, you are, you are right that if... If this were a regular story with where 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 um Peter Pascal was on set every time they would st- they would have a lot more scenes of him in his quarters by himself where he takes off his helmet and he like looks around and he like does stuff you know where and then you get to see his face mm-hmm. and then he puts his helmet on and then he goes out but there's none of that it's always like um even I'm even thinking of season one where where he goes to that uh, that American Indian village, um, <laughs> with the adat. You know what mm-hmm, I'm talking about mm-hmm. sanctuary, um, and yeah, he takes off his helmet and that, and they don't show his head. They don't show his face, and you're like, oh, so Peter Pascal wasn't even there. Yeah, so <laughs> he gets he gets he gets to work one day. Honestly, it's the greatest um, gig ever. Just come, you come, you go into like a recording studio. Maybe you have one set up at your house, and then you record a couple of lines. Like what a day's worth of work, maybe two. And there it is. It's like James James Earl Jones and Darth Vader. Yeah, right? there it is. Um, but overall, the this episode was okay. Like I had fun. It was fine. It's just I don't see it going anywhere major. But I could be surprised in the last two episodes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ending was horrible. The ending was absolutely horrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say this is the best episode of, this, of the season. Unless maybe the one without Mando is also pretty good. The um, the one the one where the guy just goes into prison at the end. Or no, does, does, yeah, does, he, does he get killed or does he go to prison? He goes, no, he, he, he gets mind wiped. He gets mind wiped. That's right. Um, that might be, you know, that might be the best. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a high bar to be the best this season. But that end, that ending was just horrible. That was just horrible. Because could you imagine, like, if it was that easy to to trick like a bunch of like a bunch of like weird hardline zealots? And I'm I'm saying that they're zealots too because like they have this like ridiculous belief that we I'm only going to be led by someone who has the dark saber who won it in battle, like which is just like the dumbest, the dumbest like criteria and. For, for leadership but um but the fact that he's like goes in there and it's just like yes but what if <laughs> she saved me and and then that means she defeated the person that defeated me and you're like they one they just take his word for it which is dumb <laughs> but like <I> know. <laughs> but also like like no one else came up with that like yeah okay <laughs> like it's uh, uh, I'm, I'm just going in circles talking about how stupid the, the Mandalorians are. They're just, they're the worst. <laughs> they're the absolute worst. 
That being said, Preston, do you mind if we wrap it up here? Sounds good. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.